0: From Studio B and dot Paul Poteet and Tom
1: Davis. Hello?
0: Do you know how much money is in the jackpot?
1: <laughs> Hang on a second. got to wipe this phone down.
0: Do you have your uh, black light on it right now?
1: So much grief and other people's isms on this.
0: Mm. Disgusting. Tom, would you say that you're doing what you love?
1: Well, (laughs) Paul, I'm close. You know, I'm getting ever closer. Well, uh, if you're
0: not doing what you love, you're wasting your time. According to yet another graduation speaker, you know, once upon a time, People probably just heard from like the president of the uh, college, right?
1: Right, or someone right there within the school that uh, whoever was running the ceremonies could easily grab and say, "Hey, you, blather on for a few minutes before we hand out these diplomas."
0: That these people paid so much money, I mean, earned so uh, so so diligently. Well, like for example, uh, what's his name? The who was that guy that used to be the governor? A uh, Mitch. Uh, you know, he gave the address at Purdue, but you know he works there, so I guess I guess he's kind of a celebrity addresser. But because he was uh, the governor, but he's also works for the school. Well, th- this is Billy Joel addressing the youth of America. Hopefully, they know who he is. <laughs> Do you
1: think that uh, these schools recruit? I mean, is this what this? The whole thing is about, if we get Bon Jovi to speak at our graduation ceremony, we'll recruit 1,500 more kids next year.
0: <laughs> and that's just part of the package? It's like your tuition is handled, it's bundled by Ticketmaster now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's those damn $50,000 handling fees between you know 2014 and 2018.
0: <laughs> Billy Joel told the graduates something that I don't agree with. Uh, if you are not doing what, you're lo- doing what you are love, you're wasting your time. Stony Brook University. Joel said he is one of the lucky ones. Yeah, and so that's why he can say that. But I think it's just in general, it's kind of, I don't know if the word I'm looking for, it's pretentious or uh, elitist or what uh, that kind of uh, blanket statement is. He knew he wanted to be a musician at a young age. Well, you know, whoopee for you. I knew I wanted to be on the radio at a young age, and I... Uh, have pretty much done that, you know, most of my very long life. And so, hey, let, you know, yay for me. I suppose. Are you
1: still on the radio?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, somebody's got to keep the old old people happy. And not everybody's listening to podcasts. He says he hopes the uh, graduates have the commitment to make what they love their life's work and the stamina to get past tough times or the, you know, the rich parents. <laughs> Or the government assistance. Joel was also awarded an honorary doctorate of music. I say, you know, you love your... I mean, it's fine if you happen to love what you do. But, you know, you love your family. You love your friends. Like, I love you, Tom. But, you know, screw your job. I mean, if, you have, if you're in something that you have to do while you have to do it, <laughs> then, you know, you, you, you do it. I mean, you're not... Your job is not going to come to your funeral.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't say it's pretentious. I would say it's naive. Not that, uh, say that You that know,
0: you actually, I think, have a better word than I do.
1: Yeah, You you know that you have to actually love it. You know, you can get through it. But it does, wouldn't you say it, it helps? Oh, yeah, I it mean, helps. I remember a time when you were... Oh, by the way, I happen to agree with Billy Joe on this. I remember a time oh, that you told me about... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the actual time. I wasn't with you or around you. It was seven twenty-two
0: one morning, right before Good Morning America ended.
1: You were—you thought your broadcast days are behind you, and you were selling insurance or something.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, In uh, uh, let's see, this was around nineteen eighty. It was right, right before I think Graham, or right around the time uh, my oldest son was born.
1: So let me ask you this: from the moment where you realize, oh, geez. I'm selling insurance to, like, the next broadcast gig that you got, was there not, like, a huge sort of exhale where you were like, oh, finally, I'm back where I belong? (laughs) Well, I mean,
0: I don't know. I guess... Then you get into yeah, where I belong. You know, uh, am I doing the Lord's work? This is what the you know what the Lord put me here to do. You know, maybe there is something uh, to that. but oh,
1: God on the phone. Pick it up. <laughs> I'll
0: have to. I can't seem to find the <laughs>
1: switch
0: to turn that off. Hang on Tom, that's some bigger job calling that I might Weather office that, that I might love more than you. Um but it wasn't distracting me at all from answering your question. I would have I would have survived uh just fine. I did feel more at home, you know, uh, I don't know, but I mean I would have, you know, I would have gotten through it.
1: Right, you would have gotten through it, but ultimately, I think your life would have been—I don't know if happier but did, is the word—but but I didn't—I
0: I didn't think I was wasting my time while I was doing that, or while I had while I had my USA Today paper route while I was working at Channel Four. Uh, for a while
1: that's a different situation you're working towards something you didn't you know you're working at channel four and you realize that you're not always going to have that paper route you're working towards a better broadcasting job Uh, i think that you even though you won't admit it you were made to do something you're doing it you're good at it and that's how we that Because the money's not always going to be there. So if you love what you're doing, you can work your ass off and not actually have any money. And you can hate every single second of it. Yeah, but you if see, you're not going to have a lot of money, you might as well like what you're doing while you're spending your time doing it, right?
0: <laughs> but if you're not doing what you love and getting... <laughs> some kind of practical reward for it i would say you're also wasting your time
1: possibly i mean right now i'm killing myself to to work at two different stations in two different states you know and it's not exactly financially rewarding but because i love to do what i do i i get up out of bed. At whenever and, and run up to Indianapolis and hang out with you and KJ. And then I run all back down to Cincinnati and hang out with Mike McConnell. And, you know, it's because I love to do what I do. And I want to do more of it. I want to do it in my way. So I will take, you know, this crap sandwich that they're feeding me right now to eventually, possibly one day, you know, have my own thing but is that is that practical
0: to tell people who may not you know a lot of uh, there are probably a lot of people in college who aren't even working yet i don't know how many what the person both of my sons who are taking classes they both uh work god bless them and uh but i know a lot of kids don't so like if if they haven't even started working yet Okay, so anything that you do other than you know going right to work for the brokerage house is is a waste of time. You say I don't believe that. I mean, uh, I think I think there's I think there's honor in any kind of work, in any kind of honest work.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, different people find value in different things. Someone might think that working every day at the Goodwill, taking in people's used clothing and repurposing it for someone else is what they were born to do and God bless them. But you know, that's their thing. And if your thing is this, what we do, then we should pursue that. But the ultimately, if you're going to be wasting 40 plus hours a week working, you're going to be doing it no matter what. Well, most people anyway. And, if you have to do it, which you do, it's like sleeping. You've got to sleep, Paul, so you might as well sleep in a nice bed. You might as well enjoy your time while you're doing it. Tom, that's why
0: I endorse the sleep number system. <laughs> it sounded like you were leading into one of those. I know you're on an AM radio station. I thought we were going to get a sleep number commercial.
1: Hey, no, your number. No, wait, that was the testosterone. Uh, I wonder if your sleep number and your testosterone level could be the same number.
0: <laughs> and why the hell am I not doing low T ads? I mean, come on, look at me. I'm I'm Mr. Endorsement. I'm I'm a fifty two year old man. Why is why has nobody come to me with that one yet?
1: So we're on this uh station in the morning uh, one oh seven nine and for the past two months, um you've been talking about <laughs> You're Brazilian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not my Brazilian. It's a Brazilian that you can get from this place. That 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 I'm wearing. It's Premier Laser Spa, one of the leaders in the laser spa technology
1: field. And I, I, just, I but as you can crazy, cl- the-
0: as you can clearly see, because I'm not you know wearing a coat and tie every day into a radio station, you can clearly see I am not using the product all over me.
1: <laughs>
0: well, do, do i have to come in topless too i mean i'm uh, lately i don't even wear pants
1: now like by wearing law, short,
0: i wear short pants
1: right by law you have to like use this product to a certain extent before you can actually endorse it well
0: not by law but i feel that that i should know the place <laughs> so i i've had them you know make sure that i don't develop ed asner back i i had them, you know run the run the clippers over the back and then i look, look look try to you know like this i look behind me in the mirror and uh yeah, you know you can eat off my back tom if you want to
1: i tell you what, what what a crock i mean this idea that like you have i feel like i need to sample the product you mean you want free stuff okay <laughs> look we all want free stuff I feel like I should be getting something for free. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> well, what if I had gone in there and they like it was like 50 shades of gray and they'd strap me in and it, and it hurt. <laughs> then I would I would feel terrible about that. But no, actually all it did was tickle.
1: Now oh, that then you that would, you need to use your safety word. Kevin Gregory.
0: <laughs> His 50 shades of gray are honest. <laughs> He's not <laughs> He's not prolonging prolonging the inevitable like Mr. Weatherman.
1: Do you think uh, Kevin has gray back hair? Because <laughs> he could get that removed. I could set him up. He's a silverback weather gorilla.
0: Because, you know, I, when I'm lying there, I am doing what I love. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be wasting my
1: time. I mean, you know, I've I've had a couple of people comment on my hairy arms today. And I, I don't know, maybe those <laughs> those people could help me out.
0: <laughs> they told me that because uh, I said do a lot of guys do this? <laughs> Which is always my opening line when I go to those those bars. <laughs> uh and they said uh a lot of times what was it, like policemen and firemen? It had something to do with the uniforms or <laughs> Maybe I was laughing so much at that point from the uh the uh cooling breeze that they blow on you while they uh, are using the uh, the machine that I didn't notice but uh it had something to do with the uniforms that they wear and so
1: well uh, uh, growing up I knew a guy who would uh who rode bicycles you know like long distances mm-hmm. and he would shave his legs to fit in either fit into the tights or like If they got into a wreck, it was easier for the skin to grow back Uh, if there's no hair on it. I I don't know. Something like that. Some kind of safety protection kind of thing. And, of course, Who knew that shaving your hair would, like, be some sort of safety precaution?
0: And, of course, you know, professional dancers.
1: Oh, yes. Of course. (laughs) Uh, You got to do what you love. (laughs) And
0: I love to shake a booty. Well, I don't know. My advice, uh, and no one has ever. Uh, people do invite me to speak uh, from time to time, but I've never given a, a commencement address. But I don't think I, I don't think I would say you are wasting your time necessarily. It's fine. It's a, it's a great blessing, I will say, to 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 do what you love and to be able to kind of do it your way. Because I guess that's been you know most of my life. But uh, that you're wasting your time otherwise. Again. Your job is not, is, is, is not going to love you as much as you love it as opposed to your family and friends.
1: Well, you know, uh, no, more, no more wasting my time waiting for you and your Buick Century to get out of the left lane. Did you see this Did you see this new law? Oh, I saw it and
0: I immediately thought of you because I know we've had this discussion before and I thought of it today because I'm driving earlier today down down Meridian Street leaving a job that I love and uh, to to uh, get together with Patty Spittler and another one of my jobs I, I love working so much as you know. I work with a thousand people uh, on a weekly basis. And as I'm going down Meridian Street to meet her downtown by Wish uh, television, the around 86th Street or between, you know, you go down that big hill there after 86th Street and around 71st Street, and I noticed that there's somebody really in a hurry, like in a little Porsche-type vehicle behind me. So not a big deal. There was space to get over to the right, and I did. Let him by. And then I got down to about probably almost a yeah just past fall creek road almost almost you know down to to wish and pull up at the light there in the left lane is that same guy you know it hadn't you know hadn't gotten him any extra time but maybe he was on his way to a
1: job he loved (laughs) well you know I, i what i find curious is that every single news outlet is painting this as like speeders get right of way um well, you know, this is how the highway system works. You this get, is how it's uh, you,
0: you supposed to work. You, the slower traffic goes
1: to the right. You move to the right. This is how the autobahn still exists after all these years because of strict lane control.
0: The, 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 the story Paul, you know, is, the, to, to back up, the law signed by the governor earlier this month, takes effect July 1st, gives faster drivers the right-of-way in so-called highway... F- what does that mean, so-called highway fast lanes? They're, they're fast lanes, right? Am I missing something? I remember the Eagles song from the 70s. Life in the, it wasn't life in the frickin' so-called fast lane. It was a fast lane.
1: Well, you know what I really love about this is it's sponsored by a guy from Brookville, Oh, it is. I
0: yeah, Judd McMillan went to
1: high school with this kid.
0: <laughs> Did you really? Was he a notorious hood who sped out of the parking he lot was, every day with a cigarette rolled up in his t-shirt?
1: No, I just think you. I think he was a lunkhead football player at the time. So, and he was a couple of years older than me. So, I'm not really sure. Like, I didn't hang out with him or anything. But uh, he lives. He lives in town, and he's he's a he's a nice guy.
0: Well, it says but, that it, it cleared the House ninety seven nothing, cleared the Senate twenty nine to twenty. State Senator Karen Tallian from Portage said during the debate the measure was the silliest, most unjustifiable proposal of the entire season.
1: I disagree wholeheartedly.
0: You can be driving.
1: Revelation.
0: You can be driving down the road at seventy miles an hour doing the speed limit and some joker comes up behind you doing ninety and you're the one who gets the ticket. Correct because you're not That's you're not, not you'll this assumes that you could move over to like in my example you could move over to the right get the hell out
1: of the way. Well, he, here's the thing. People don't realize how dangerous they are by 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 hesitating, by sitting around, by lingering in the left lane when there's obviously faster traffic behind them. All you know guys, women, whoever if you don't want to have someone up your butt filling your rearview mirror, all you have to do is get over in the right lane. And, Paul, as a speeder,
0: a one longtime speeder, I
1: like to do, long-time speeder, first-time caller, like the, one of the things I love to do is when I'm in the mood to just float along, glide along, and just enjoy the day, roll the windows down, and just have the breeze blowing in my face. I will get in the right lane. I will do the speed limit, and I'll just kind of chug along. And anyone who wants to pass me, they can go right around me. It's it's the people who are so fearful of going faster. I, I see it all the time. They're riding the brakes. They're they're slowing down. They're they're lingering. I hate the linger. Just you, when when you see somebody behind you, and they're coming up on your butt, people get over just just do it i know you think that like i'm rude i know you think that i'm impulsive i know you think that i'm trying to interrogate you with my bumper and i am just (laughs) do what i say and there won't be a problem i have to be there before
0: everybody else i'm so Uh, important
1: but it's it's it truly is a safety issue because when you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing who becomes indecisive behind the wheel so i feel i feel this law is justified and it's the greatest piece of legislation since mitch daniels raised the speed limit to 70 in indiana well i never did
0: understand i uh, will give you this i never did understand the argument uh, back when they were lowering the speed back to you know 55 from to uh, because you know lower speed save lives. Well, you know the way we could really save lives is go back to traveling via Conestoga wagon and walking everywhere. I mean, with that kind of logic. Yeah, I mean it's bad we driving. Move forward, it's yeah, it's not. It's it's like the old guns don't kill people. People uh, do things. It's it's the people behind the wheels. It's not necessarily a function of the speed that's involved. It-
1: and it seems like uh, that people really, really kind of they zero in on the word speeding and speeders. And honestly, with our highway system, how many times on this show have I screamed about the highway and when it was built and how it was designed? And I understand but, it, Tom. Ike
0: wanted the, the, the planes to be able to to land on the interstate so they all have to have big straight stretches and don't wiggle around too much in case the, the commies drop the bomb. Am I, do oh, I have the any, short form
1: yeah. right there? So, thank you. And th- th- someone going 10 miles an hour more than the posted limit on one of these long stretches of highway, not a problem. Someone going the speed limit on one of these highways while they're on Twitter, that's the real problem. There are people, I mean, you can see it. I'm on my motorcycle two or three times a week, traveling between Indianapolis and Cincinnati at 10 a.m. And between those two cities, I see at least 10, 15 cars a day in front of me that are swerving. They're, they're, They're over the double yellow. They're back. They're over. They're back. Someone is obviously watching something or, mo- or doing something with a phone in their hand. That is the—that's the real problem. Well, it's of course, that,
0: of drivers. See, that's uh, that, that is the one thing that does bother me about this. Is okay. So now we're going to have a law because God knows we don't have enough laws. Now we're going to have a law. Not only do we have a speed limit, but we're going to have like a side law about the the left lane and of course there are people who want to have specific laws about phones uh eating blah 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 blah
1: blah you're afraid that we're gonna fall down the rabbit hole of laws Uh,
0: yes of laws
1: it seems like uh, uh it seems like we already have i mean there's like tens of thousands of laws and they're just going to keep coming. I mean, they call them lawmakers, and they meet, you know, like Monday through Friday. <laughs> so what the hell do you expect them to do? They're going to make these laws. <laughs> yeah, they're just going, Paul. They're just going to keep doing it. I mean, this is bad news. It's, it's like if you're running a business. Do, if you right? run a business
0: and you hire a consultant to come in, uh, and uh, <laughs> but you know we're only hiring you to find out maybe if something's wrong. Well, guess what? <laughs> Something is probably going to be wrong. Oh, everything looks fine. I'll see you later. Please don't pay me, because I'm doing this because I love it.
1: <laughs> I I saw... I'm coming out of Chicago. This is a few years back, and there's a woman. I mean, first of all, Paul, I drive pretty fast. And then it seems like the longer the, the trip, the faster I drive. May I Maybe add, I get, this is not comic
0: exaggeration. Know. He really does drive uh, exceptionally fast.
1: The... For some reason, like, you know, you, you can get into a rhythm at these higher speeds. You know, you drive from here to Florida, and by time you're in middle, the middle of Tennessee, you know, you're rocking with 75 southbound. Those guys are motoring 85, 90 miles an hour, and you get into a rhythm. And I'm not saying that you should go out and do that, but you just do. You get used to it.
0: The flow of traffic. So
1: not, flow of traffic, Exactly. I'm coming out of Chicago and there's a woman just she blows past me like I'm sitting still and I'm doing like 85 90 something like that and there's a kid in the back seat of the car not strapped in and he's like running back and forth on the back seat of this Chevy Malibu <laughs> and this mom is screaming at him and she's you know she's taking swipes at him with her with her other hand and I mean She's weaving in and out of, of traffic. She's doing a hundred. She has to be doing a hundred miles an hour. Now, this is not the type of speeding I endorse. The, 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 you, my type of speeding, is is someone who's not on the phone. They're not messing with the radio. They're just driving.
0: <laughs> they're just they're concentrating. They're just speeding. <laughs> right, all yeah, of their concent- just- all of their attention is focused on their on their law breaking.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, you know, the, the more traffic that, that you have on the road, you know, the slower you should go, of course, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But you have to realize, too, these people travel in packs. I mean, w- what I've learned as a speeder over the years is that if you bust through one pack, one wolf pack, you got the whole highway to yourself for about a mile. Then you come up on the next pack of idiots who just, I mean, th- if you think about it a big picture-wise between chicago and indianapolis there are hundreds of miles of of concrete ribbon it's all laid out for you and why in the world with all of that space are you stuck behind a single car even one time let alone hundreds of times i mean if you think about it it's maddening, and then my brain kind of cranks around over and over again. The smoke comes out. I think about all the highway in the country. Why? Why would there be a backup if everyone got over into the proper lane? I mean, to me, this is like this is the greatest day since I don't know the Boston Tea Party.
0: Maybe everybody else should be ticketed for going too slow. And there's no such thing called speeding, huh?
1: I, I, w- speeding has a bad rap. How very uh, rarely is, is a crash caused because someone was quote going too fast? Okay, I mean alcohol was a factor in the crash. Wasn't wearing belts Uh, you know, inattentive driving. I mean, speeding is is nothing. I mean, you're speeding, Paul. You tap the brakes. You're not speeding. I mean, speeding is. It's it's practically not even a wall. I mean,
0: now, what right? is the, what is the situation vis-a-vis your tickets right now? Are you uh, are you uh, paying more for insurance? Uh, is it all off your record at the moment? I mean, you have a long tail.
1: Uh, I sure f- do. But it takes f- three years to to roll off.
0: A flat ass and um, a long tail.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm looking pretty good. I haven't had a ticket. Knock on wood. Um, what's interesting is the first day. Before we actually uh started the the show on one oh seven nine a few months ago on that Sunday that uh you and I and k j met in the studios to, to sort of discuss our roles mm-hmm. on uh on the at that time upcoming show um on the way back that day, I got pulled over.
0: Do you uh, know how fast out, you were going
1: just outside of Rushville? Yeah, I was going seventy into fifty five and but of course that sounds dangerous, but I'm out in the middle of literally freaking nowhere. There's nothing around. If the only thing I could possibly hurt would be a deer or a gopher or, you know, whatever little creature decided to run out in front of me. There's nothing around. There's no houses, there's not there's no kids to, to pop out in front of me. And the cop, I gotta say, you know he was totally cool i was in a very good mood because i had just met with you guys and talked about some new opportunities and i was like sorry officer i uh, didn't realize how fast i was going and the guy took my license and registration and this is usually where i get in trouble they go back they check my record
0: they <laughs> could they have to reboot the computer <laughs>
1: And once Loading. they, they control-alt-delete and get the thing reloaded and figure out all the things I've done in my past, then there's, like, no way. Every single cop after that loves to nail me after they see, like, what I've been caught for in the past. But this guy was, like, totally cool, didn't even give me a warning, just told me to, like, take it easy. we got some nice roads around here. Let's make sure that, uh, you know, we enjoy them safe and sound, blah, blah, blah. And I was very thankful for that. i I can count on one hand how many times I've been let go without a ticket.
0: Oh yeah, me I too. Mean, I mean in the Times. What that's finally what slowed me down was, you know, my uh my pure cheapness and my frugalness, uh because I'd had, you know, so many of them. I went to the little school downtown at the convention center, which apparently you take online now. Oh, yeah, uh, I've done that two or three
1: times. So exactly. <laughs> two or three times. <laughs> I believe, um, yeah. I got. I think I discussed this on the show a couple, you know, a while back. But I got a birthday card from defensive driving school.
0: You got a birthday card from defensive driving?
1: <laughs> yeah, I opened up my email one day, and it says, "Happy birthday, Tom!" Uh, even you know, it's it's good to take one of our classes, even if you don't have anything on your record. Keep your skills sharp. It's only two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm just thinking to myself, what kind of freaking bozo would ever...
0: So they wanted you just to
1: take the class for the heck of it, then? Yeah, just to, you know... So and I pay could for keep, it? Quote, yeah, and keep my skills sharp, Paul. <laughs> I mean, think, first of all, it's all a racket. You know it's a racket. You get, quote-unquote, busted, all right? Because you were going 72 and a 65. Oh, shock, horror, oh, So you rack up a few of these tickets, which cost you $150 a piece. Then you go to defensive driving school, and you pay another $250. They take the three tickets off of your record. Then you get three more tickets at $150 a piece and do defensive driving school again. Now, at what point did I change? At what point... Did things become different? Am I safer now than I was before? But the state says I'm rehabilitated. I'm a different person now that they've got $600. All
0: right, Andy Dufresne, how, how, how do you plan? Do you, are you going to dig through a, a bunch of sewage tunnels to get out of your speeding past?
1: Ah, there's there's no, Paul, no one can ever convince me that driving a little bit faster than that stupid sign. Like, they, oh, it, only A.J. Foyt could tell me, like, you know, you need to slow down. And I'd be like, okay, A.J., you actually know what it's like to drive a car. You know what you're doing, all right? I, I'm sorry, but a, a sign and some, some nerd who put together, like, who, who deemed the speed limit to, to be what it is, ah, screw you. I'm going to go as fast as I want. I'm going to go as fast as I think is safe, because I make up my own mind. I make up my own decisions.
0: <laughs> you are married right <laughs> you know you remind me of uh something that we were watching uh the victory banquet something that i've never heard a driver say before and i forget i assume he was one of the rookies he said uh that he went out there you know and took a few laps around 200, whatever it ended up being, 210, 215 miles an hour. And then he, uh, they came back in and asked him how it was, and he said, oh, that seemed a little too fast. <laughs> I've never heard anybody ever say that before. Huh, that, that was kind of scary.
1: Apparently, he's not doing what he loves. <laughs> Follow Paul and Tom on Facebook and Twitter.
0: And listen to the archives at paulandtomshow.com. Subscribe through iTunes or listen on your smartphone with the Stitcher Radio app. Thanks for listening to The Paul and Tom Show.